If you believe that tonight, why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Come on, if you believe that he's greater. Come on, if you believe that he's stronger than any situation you may be facing, any battle you may be going through, any circumstance that may rise up, my God is greater. God, you're mighty in battle. God, there's nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. Oh, he is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be lifted up. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm glad I don't have to fight my battles. Come on, I'm glad I don't have to handle the situations in my life. I'm, I'm glad that I have an advocate with the Father tonight. Come on, he, he cares for you. Come on, he knows the end from the beginning. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Come on, our God is a good God, and he's worthy of our praise. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I appreciate all of you who have, despite the cold weather, the frigid tundra out there, you made it to the house of the Lord. I was on a call this morning at work, and, and I got on there, and I, we were having a morning meeting, and I, I just mentioned, I'm like, man, it is 54 degrees in West Palm Beach this morning, and I have on a long sleeve shirt, a long sleeve jacket, some long pants, the warmest socks I could find, and I felt like I needed gloves. And then all the people from Pennsylvania just laughed at me. But listen, it's, this is Florida, and this is a tundra right now. And I thank you and I applaud you for making it to the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night. Amen. I'm excited about revival this Sunday. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited about revival. Uh, I, I want to encourage someone tonight. I want to encourage someone. Send out a text. Right? Just, just reach out to somebody. I was thinking about this the other day when Brother Jesse uh, sent out the text for the music team. Send out a text. You know, and I was, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Right? And then I thought about this. What's the best thing that could happen? Right? What's the best thing? Well, they get filled with the Holy Ghost. They get baptized in the name of Jesus. They get a calling on their life. They become a preacher, a missionary. God changes their life forever. And I begin to weigh the options, right? A no versus an evangelist. A no versus a, a salvation. A no versus deliverance. And I got to think about it. Maybe I should send a text. Maybe I should just send a text. So you guys don't want to miss out this Sunday at 11 o'clock. I hope you guys don't mind tonight. I want to get into the word of the Lord. I want to do a little bit of teaching tonight. So if you have your Bible, please open it to the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to be reading from verse 12. When you look at the Bible, you're going to be hard-pressed to find an individual, a man or woman that, has, uh, that does not have a distinct and noticeable weakness. And sure, some are more noticeable than others, but no matter how powerful the man is, right, the verse still remains true. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Samson, the strongest man in the world, right? Solomon, the, the wisest man in the world. David, a man after God's own heart. All three are in the, in the Bible, right? And they are testimonies that it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how wise you are. You can be a man after God's own heart and you, your life can still have weakness, right? And you can still find yourself in sin, and sin, and I believe God shows us these things on purpose. God's very intentional not to just show us strength and victory, but also weakness and defeat. 
David said it himself. He said, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. It's this prevalent nature, right, that, that, is, that David's alluding to that causes us to stumble. And Paul addresses weakness a little bit different. He addresses it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We can read from verse 5. It says, of such a one I will give glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, a thorn in the flesh. I don't know about you guys, if you were raised in church and your parents were raised in church, you've heard that once or twice. I know I heard, Aaron, you are a thorn in my flesh. And, and uh, the Bible's, let me get back in the word. I'm going to get in trouble. My mama's here tonight. And he says, he says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, his response, his answer was, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rejoice, I will rejoice, <clears throat> therefore, I will rather rejoice in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I will take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. I wonder if you could put your Bibles down. Let's pray one more time. Lord, I pray you would have your way tonight, God. I pray you would touch our hearts and our minds. Lord, I pray you would minister in this place, God. God, make my heart a fertile ground, Lord, where your word can take root tonight, Lord. God, help us tonight, Lord. Help us, Lord, to, to navigate our walk with you, God. Help us to, to deal with our weaknesses, God. God, help us to submit them to you, God. God, help us, Lord, to live a life that is pleasing to you, God, that we can be able ministers of the word. In the name of Jesus, we pray pray. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to talk to us just for a few moments. I promise you I'll, I will quit at eight o'clock. No matter where, I'm just going to shut the iPad and, and we'll get out of here and you guys can get to Chick-fil-A. I want to talk tonight about dealing with weakness, dealing with our weaknesses. It's something that goes against human nature. Paul himself submit, admits to the fact that it would be natural for him to desire glory. Certainly, if there was anyone worthy or anyone deserving of glory, it would be someone like Paul, right? Paul would be uh, a present-day Paul, a modern-day Paul would be someone who would teach at our Bible schools. He would be someone who preaches at all of our general conference. He would, he would be someone that no matter where he was, he would draw a crowd. You would want him on your conference flyer, Right? Paul was the man. He, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was educated. He was smart, a good speaker. Yet he says, I would be foolish to receive any glory. I would be foolish to receive any glory lest I should be exalted above measure. And there was this, this thorn given to me. Right? There was this thorn given to me that, that I would not be exalted above measure. And so, and so I want to make... A few points tonight. I just have a few major points. I'm not going to tell you how many there are, but there are a few. 
and we'll, we'll get through this tonight in the name of Jesus. But the first of the, the first of the few is there is purpose for your weakness. There is purpose for your weakness. That thing that you despise, the thing that you've been praying and praying about, God has a purpose for it. He wants to, uh, the first thing he wants to do is he wants to use it that he can receive the glory. Listen, don't get confused tonight. God wants to receive the glory. Matter of fact, in his word, he says, he says, I'm not going to share my glory with another, right? I'm God alone. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share uh, my glory. I'm not going to share my praise with another. Uh, he's worthy of it, right? And right, and he is going to receive the glory in our lives. And, and so I ask myself, looking through the Bible, you know, why would God use a shepherd boy, right? Why would you, God use someone like David, someone who is looked at as the weakest among his brothers, right? Someone who is, who is, look, he was passed up when it was time to anoint the next king. Why would he use someone like that, right, to defeat Goliath? Why would, why would God take on a giant army with 300 men led by a man named Gideon who had insecurities, who didn't see himself as valorant or didn't see himself as strong and mighty, didn't see himself as a leader, right? Why would God choose Gideon to give that? that? Why would God use Rahab, right? Someone with her reputation, someone uh, who had no lineage, right? In his plan to give Israel the promised land, right? If God chooses a mighty warrior or a great leader or a great deliverer, right? There's, there's no glory there. But when God, I promise you, God wants to use your weakness to show his strength. God wants to use that thing that you're ashamed about. God wants to use, right? God wants to use your insecurities. God wants to use your fears to give him glory, right? When I stand up here tonight, I don't want anyone to say, man, he is such a good speaker. Look how elegant he is. Look how handsome and tall he is. No, I want, the, I want them to say, listen, if God can use Aaron, imagine what he can do in me. God must receive the glory. No matter how handsome I am, God must receive the glory. This is hard for us to grasp sometimes. Uh, it, it was hard for Israel to grasp, right? So Israel, they're, they're looking for this, this mighty savior, this great deliverer, right? The, this guy who would, who would come and he would, he would uh, capture them from the, from the hand of the Roman Empire, right? And he's going to set his kingdom on earth. Right, and to this kingdom, there's going to be no end to it. Right, they're, they're thinking that he, they're going to give them great victory. Right, and that the, and Israel is going to rule. But why would, why would God send right, his son in a manger? Right, in a stable? Right, why would the deliverer come in diapers? Why, why, would, why would God choose a vessel that is a, a baby? Right, something that is literally uh, the weakest of, of all humans, the baby. Right, to, to, to bring deliverance. And, 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 and when he makes his grand entrance, he, he goes on a donkey, not a steed, not a, he, he came in weakness, right, to teach us something, to teach us something. You're going to recognize that, that uh, the, the next reason, right, God, God is, there's purpose for your weakness. The next reason is you're going to recognize that you need God one way or another. Paul said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. 
God uses, uses the things in our life. He uses our weaknesses. He uses our setbacks. He uses our failures to draw us to him, right? I, I've witnessed this firsthand. Uh, look at the Pharisees. The Pharisees, they, though they followed the law, right? They, they, they worked to perfect the law. Uh, they were teachers of the law. Uh, but when Jesus came to earth, he wanted nothing to do with them, right? Nothing to do with them. He, he rebuked them. Get out of here. I don't have time for this. Rather, he, he decided that he was going to eat with the, uh, the weak, right? The, the, he was going to eat with the, the tax collectors, the, those who were outcasts, the, those who, who society didn't accept, right? The rejected. And, and this is something that is so cool. I think one of it, it's one of the most incredible attributes about God is the fact that someone who is so mighty, right? Someone who is so perfect, he is all-powerful and all-knowing, desires to, to have relationship, desires to dwell with weakness, right? With brokenness, with the rejected, right? And, and he desires to have relationship with us, with us. And, and, and it's because that, that, that need, he wasn't looking for someone who, a, a Pharisee who had no need for a savior. They, they wanted nothing to do with Jesus. Rather, he was looking for a need and God is looking for a need. What if I told you that it was your weakness that actually attracted God to you, right? What if I told you it was your dysfunction that, that, that God said, oh, I can do something with that. I can do something with that. And there, I tell you, there's coming a day where every knee is going to bow you're going to realize this one way or another. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. It's also important that we understand that God will minister through our weakness. Uh, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. God wants to use the things that you've been through the things that you struggle with, the things that you, that you have brought, that have brought you shame in the past in order to minister to someone else. He wants to use those things, the things that you've been praying about. God, remove it. God, remove it. God, remove it. And God's saying, I'm not going to remove it. I'm going to use it. I'm not going to remove it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help someone with it. I'm going to bless someone with it. You just wait and watch what God does. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor reviles, nor extortioners uh, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And then he says, and such were some of you. But ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Listen, God's going to use our weaknesses to minister to others, but don't, don't get this mistaken. He doesn't define you by your weaknesses. God's going to use it, but when he looks at you, he doesn't define you by your weaknesses. He doesn't define you by past mistakes. He doesn't define you by sins that you have committed or sins that have been committed against you in the past. He defines you by who he has called you to be and who he has purposed you to be. When we begin to let our weaknesses define our walk with God, there's some traps that we can fall into. I want to address a few of them quickly. Number one is that we try to hide our weakness from God. We try to hide our weakness from God. 
right? If you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, sin is entered into the world by disobedience. The first thing that they did is they sewed together these, these fig trees, right? These leaves, something that they can cover themselves up with. They can cover up the weakness. They can cover up the shame, right? And when it was time for relationship, right? When it was time, the, when the time came where Adam was supposed to walk with God, they hid amongst the trees. They hid amongst the trees, right? When we let our weakness define us, we begin to hide our weakness from God, right? And I have been a firsthand experience of this. Let me talk to the young people tonight, because uh, I don't know about you old people. I don't know what you guys do yet. But I remember, I know what it's like to be young. And so I, I remember times where I would fall into sin, right? And I would, I would mess up, right? And instead of, uh, of running to the open arms of a father, who is so loving and so compassionate, right? I found myself hiding from God and God, I can't pray. Well, you want me to pray right now? I, I look at, look who I am. And I was raised in church. I, I knew better. I knew who God, I, I know that yes, Jesus loves me, right? But yet I found myself hiding from God, not praying, not reading, going through seasonal droughts because of sin in my life, because I was hiding my weakness from God. Right? Condemnation. Condemnation is the biggest theft of spiritual growth. But the Bible says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The second thing is we try to hide our weakness from others. We try to hide our weakness from others. I know we, you know, we try to be the, the perfect Christian. We get this fancy suit on, this nice tie. It was a gift. It was a gift. <clears throat> but we, we, you know, we come to church and we, we put our best worship performance on. You know, praise the Lord, brother. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing God's so good. God's, God's so good. He's so, God's blessed me so much. And, and, and behind the smile, right, and behind the, the fancy suit and the, you know, and the, and the nice church outfit, right, there is weakness. There is someone who is, who is struggling, Right? There is someone who, is, who may be going through the, the hardest time in their life, but no one knows about it. Right? We come in with fellow believers. We come into the body of Christ. Right? And no one knows about the struggle. No one knows about the weakness. Right? Man, look how on fire for God that young man is. I have, seen, I have seen young men and women who on one Sunday will be in the altar worshiping God, praising God, running the aisles, and the next Sunday they were in the world to never to be seen again, right? I've grew up with people like that, right? I, I, I know better that, that we can put on the best show uh, that, we, that we have, but listen, the Bible is so clear about it. In James chapter five, verse 16, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. See, your brother and sister was not put in your life to condemn you or to humble you or to embarrass you, but they are there to restore, uplift, and encourage. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, it says, For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And therefore, a, a threefold cold, cold cord is not quickly broken. 
right? There is, there is power, right, when we link up with one another. There's power in accountability. There is power, right, when we actually become the body of Christ. The third, the third pitfall we can find ourselves in is that we try and hide our weakness from ourselves, which this sounds, you guys are going to think, what? how do you hide your weakness from yourself? You do. You do. And I'm going to prove it right now. These are some of the signs. Uh, this is, this is some, I love this in college. This was my life in college. I lived by this. If I don't check my bank account, I can't be broke. Think about it. If I don't check my bank account, I can't be broke. And what does that mean? If, if, I, if I don't acknowledge the problem, it doesn't exist. Right? If I, if I just go to bed at night just not thinking about it, if I could just make, get my head to hit that pillow and go to sleep, I can stop thinking about it for a little bit. Right? And I can wake up my next day and get into my daily routine, right, and go to work and then go to church and I will be just fine. Right? There, there's a sign. Right? There's a sign of someone who's going through this. It's the person who sits and he listens to the preaching and maybe he even comes down to the altar, uh, right? But they leave church Sunday after Sunday, easing their conscience, but never making any real change. Never addressing pr root problems. Because there's a difference between surface problems and root problems. We can repent about surface problems, but never deal with the roots. Right? We can, we can repent about surface sins, but never deal with the true root. Right? And oftentimes that root goes back to our past. It goes back to hurt. It goes back to, to uh, broken relationships. Right? It goes back to, to, to things that have been, sins that have been committed against us. Or, or it goes back to, uh, it could be even generational sins. Right? And, and we're dealing with this problem and we, we, we repent and we repent and we repent and we find ourselves in this cycle. Right? But never addressing the root. Right? Because you can cut down the tree and it's going to keep growing back. But if you take the root out, it's not going to grow anymore. And so the person, he repents sin after sin, but not dealing with the root. And they, uh, they will try to fool or trick themselves into thinking that everything is fine. But in reality, they are hindering, check this, they are hindering the grace of God in their lives. They are hindering the grace of God because the grace of God right, has come to, it's a, it's a teacher, it's come to, to teach you how to live godly and teach you how to live righteously in this present world, right? But when we, when we refuse to acknowledge weakness, right, we are literally cutting off the grace of God from having its way in our lives, right? And we begin to remain stagnant year after year and we're saying, God, why aren't you doing anything in my life? God, where's the fruit at in my life? Listen, the fruit's going to come when you address the roots, when you address the roots. I want to get my last, my last, this is it, guys. There's only three. Don't worry. Uh, you guys were sweating out there. You're, this guy's going to have us here all night. I'm, this is it. The last point I want to get to tonight is probably the most crucial in my mind. And you don't practice away weakness. You don't practice away weakness. It's how you deal with it spiritually. You see, in the natural, we will work hard to fix weakness. Right? If my... My jump shot is broke. I get in the gym. I'm gonna put up 100 shots a day until my jump shot's not off anymore, right? If I if I'm overweight, right? If I'm if I'm putting on some holiday pounds, I'm gonna go on a diet, right? I'm gonna fix the weakness, right? If I'm if if I'm uh, poor, if I'm doing poor at my job, my manager's gonna call me in the office and they're how are we gonna 
fix this? How are we going to remedy this problem, right? How are we going to practice our way out of weakness? And it works in the physical. It works in the physical. It does not work in the spiritual. There's no, there's no three-step process to a better prayer life, right? There's no, there's no remedy. If you follow this, this, and this, then everything's going to work out in your life. You're going to be blessed and you're, and you're good to go. It doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work like that. Uh, in the spiritual, we don't practice away weakness, but rather we submit them. And this goes against our nature, especially, especially us men. We're prideful, right? We, we, don't like to show, we don't like to show weakness, right? When, it, when another man rises up against them, we'll, you know, we'll fight them to show who's the alpha male. Right? We want to show what dominance, right? We, we don't, what do you mean, submit our weakness, what do you mean that, that I, you mean, you mean I'm not going to overcome it myself? You mean I'm not going to rise up and be the champion, be victorious? You mean I have to yield myself? It, it goes against human nature, right? And, 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 but the Bible's so clear about it. It says in Romans 8, verse 37, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Right? And so we want to take that first part and say, we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. You can do it. Right? If you just believe it, you are going to see a great victory. And no, that's not what the Bible's saying. It's saying we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Right? And so, and so there, there is, you know, I'm not saying that, that there's no responsibility on your part. I'm not saying that you're not going to have to work. I'm not saying that there's not going to have to effort. But if you try to do it on your own, and trust me, I have, right, you are going to find yourself failing time and time again. You are going to find yourself falling into those pitfalls every single time. But if I can learn to wake up every single day and say, God, I trust you, Lord. Lord, I recognize this thing that's inside of me. I recognize this thorn in my flesh. And God, I submit it to you every single day. We are going to see that real change. Right, we are going to see real growth. But what happens when God won't take away the weakness? I love this. God, God told Paul that his grace was sufficient. Moses, right? God calls Moses at this burning bush and he says, I'm going to do this great thing in you. And Moses says, hold up God, I can't even speak right. Right? God, I know you want to do something to me, but God, here is my weakness. Hold that for a second. See what you can do now, God. Right? And, and God, God's all powerful. He could have said, Moses, Moses, let me take that and, and I'm just going to be able to heal you and make you speak better. And then problem solved. Right? But we have to understand, and, and this is something I had to come into grasp with, that it's not Aaron's body, it's God's body. Right? It's not Aaron's way, it's God's way. And so Aaron would say, oh, well, I'm all powerful. I'm just going to fix that really quick. And Moses, go talk to Pharaoh. Good to go. You can speak better. But, but God didn't work like that. God says, well, Moses, you can't speak. Well, here's Aaron, and he's going to speak for you. So, so what happens when God doesn't address our weakness directly, but he says, you know what? You're weak, but I have a brother for you. Right? I, I see that you're, you're weak in this area. Well, let me just, I'm going to raise up Aaron or, or I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you someone along the way that's going to encourage you. Right. And I, I know you might be struggling in this area, but this person, he's been there before and, and I'm going to put him in your life to help you. I'm not going to take away your weakness, but I'm going to elevate someone next to you. 
What happens when God doesn't directly touch our weakness? Are we still gonna be able to submit it to him? Paul prayed about it three different times and God said, my grace is sufficient for you, right? My, 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 he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Brother Jesse, do you mind coming up here and just help me on the piano for a second? I wanna uh, go before the Lord in prayer tonight. If we could all stand, I'm coming to a close. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. So if he decides to strengthen me or if he doesn't, if he decides to elevate me or if he doesn't, if he decides to heal me or if he doesn't, I still have to take that weakness and I still have to submit it, right? I still have to deal with it whether he takes it away or he doesn't. And this is why it's all worth it. This is the benefit. It says in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, I'm gonna glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What are you saying, preacher? What are you saying? He's, I'm saying that if you, if you, I'm not gonna hide it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be fearful of it. I'm not gonna be ashamed of it, but I'm gonna glory in it because when I am weak, I know that he is strong. I know that he is strong. Listen, I, there, there's, there's nothing more powerful when we can say, God, God, I, I'm struggling. God, I, I'm going through it, God. God, but I know, Lord, that you're strong in me. God, I know that I might be weak, God, and, and I can't do it by myself. God, but I know, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. I, I want to invite you today. You can come down to the front if you want. You can stay in your seat. But no matter what you do, I want you to pray this with me. I want to address some things tonight in, inside of me. I want to bring God my weakness tonight. God, I'm, I'm tired of hiding it. I'm tired of running from it. God, I'm tired of being ashamed of it. But God, I, I present myself to you tonight, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Right, all of me, not just the, God doesn't want just the good parts of you. He doesn't want just the perfectness in you, but he desires your weakness. He desires your insecurities. He desires your fear, right? He desires the things in you that aren't, that aren't beautiful to look at. The things that you've been praying time and time and time again. God, if I could just get past this, I know I could do something for you. Listen, God, if you submit that to God tonight, he's going to do something in you despite your weakness. We can't use it as an excuse. Let's go before the Lord in prayer right now. God, I love you. God, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. God, I know in me, Lord, there is no good thing, Lord. God, but every, every good and perfect thing comes from above. God, you are so good. God, and so perfect, yet you desire, God, my weakness. God, you desire my frailties, God. God, and I present that to you tonight, Lord. God, every single struggle, every single difficulty, every single mistake, 
God, my past. God, I, I give it to you. God, I surrender it tonight. God, I don't want to let it define me. God, I don't want to let it, I don't want to let it dictate my walk with you, God. God, but I, I yield myself to you tonight, Lord. Come on, church. Come on, stop, stop living on the on the shallow, but deal with the root tonight. God, I, God, I have anger issues, God. God, I can't seem to get past it, Lord. There's the lust in me, God. I, I yield time and time again, Lord, my pride, Lord. God, my pride. God, my pride stops me from praying, God. It stops me from seeking your face. God, my pride, Lord, it, it stops me, Lord, from seeking forgiveness, Lord, Lord, lending forgiveness to someone else, God. God, deal with my pride tonight. God, deal with worldly desires, Lord. Lord, addictions, God, I believe, Lord, that you can break them tonight, Lord. God, Lord, uh, God, I'm addicted to media, Lord. Addicted to pornography. Addicted to the things of this world. God, uh, God, I pray, Lord, you would break those tonight, Lord. Break them tonight. Addicted to, to building my kingdom. Addicted to, to uh, investing in a future, being successful by this world's standards. God, let it all fade away tonight, Lord. God, I just want to be used by you, God. I just want to be used by you, God. Perfect tonight, God, in my weakness. 